Well, hello, everyone. We're back again with Chris Morgan, and we're talking about his book, Playing Chase with God. You know, the name of the program is There's More to It, and There's Certainly More to Prayer than sentences that are put together, usually with the King's English, uh, to make it uh, sound more authentic, but there's really much more to it. So the first week we did uh, show up, second week we did open up, the next week we did uh, protect the momentum, and uh, Chris, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, today we talk about how to start listening, and um, you know, it involves this certainly more mysterious side of prayer that has to do with hearing God speak. Right. There's nothing that's more intriguing i think like if you want to like get people to sort of stop and go like wait a minute tell me more about that start talking about hearing god right and they'll either one of two things they'll either write you off as a fanatic lunatic right (laughs) or they'll buckle down they'll go like i think i want to hear more about that you know it was a few years ago i think Uh i just saw a random link online and it had to do with it had something to do with somebody hearing god speak right and so I mentioned that topic, obviously. So I clicked on the link. Well, it ended up being uh-huh. a replay video of, an, of a portion of the, the, that program, The View. Right. Uh-huh. Now, this is not a program that I would normally watch. Right. Not my vibe. Right. It, you, you wouldn't associate that with necessarily a, a scripturally based uh, uh, program. Not necessarily. Right. But here's what happened. So I clicked on this, and this was a part of, part of the program was – so you know, that, you know how this, this, that show goes. It's sure. you know, uh, five or six ladies. They're all sitting at a desk, and they bring up topics, and they talk about it, and there's Certainly. a lively studio audience and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, right. she was talking about there was a – at the time, there was a politician who had said publicly something about that he hears God speak. He hears the, right. Jesus say things. Right. Uh-huh. And, man, she was giving him – she was grilling this guy. Right. I mean, she was just roasting him up one side and down another. Right. And she said it something like this. She said, it's one thing – it's one thing for you to speak to God. Right. It's an entirely different thing when he talks back. He said, we call that mental illness. Really? Yeah. And the studio audience loved it. They were like, ah, that's right, mental illness. <laughs> really? And – but here's what stuck out to me. This lady who was doing the roasting right. made a big point to legitimately come in, uh, from the perspective as a believing Christian. So right. I was fascinated and put off right. all at the same time because here was somebody who squarely not backing down one inch from claiming to be a Christian, a Christ follower, and yet she's roasting this guy who claims to be experiencing the benefit that actually Scripture would teach us to uh, embrace, endorse, and pursue. Absolutely. So I was trying to put, you know, connect the dots. But this idea of hearing God speak has that kind of intrigue. Like some people just go like, yeah, that's – I don't know what that is. Yeah. I've never had anything uh, – I've never had an experience that was like that. Right. And I look, I have compassion on that because, listen, I can totally appreciate the person who would say – and I have really close friends who would say this to me because they hear me talk about the presence of God. And, sure. 
and 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 you know I talk more about presence than I do about actually hearing His voice. Right. But I don't shy away from it if I feel like the Lord speaks. Right. Because uh, I feel like Scripture teaches me to live in that expectation. Right. But I have friends that would go like, "Look, that's great. I've never had anything that remotely resembles what you're describing." So I have compassion on that. Sure. And sure. I go like, "Don't give up." Right. And just, just because, because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it's not going to happen. That's right. And one of the things that that worship as a posture never does, worship never draws a line in the sand that says, if God was coming for me, he would already be here by now. Right. We don't do that. Amen. Worship basically just draws a line that says, he's the king, and I'm going to recognize him as the king in gratitude and and in pursuit. And in due time, I have every belief that as I do that, that I will break through to new levels, uh, deeper, higher levels of encounter with God. So, voice of God. One of the ways that that I deal with this in the book is I talk about different ways in which we can posture our lives to be a candidate for the voice of God. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I talk about that I think it was Jesus in uh, John chapter 14, there's sort of a famous verse there where Jesus says, uh, I am the way, the truth. truth. And the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. Correct. And so I sort of pulled out this uh, idea of uh, the way and the truth and the life. Right. And so in the, when I, in the way, let me just say it this way. So if you want to go like see where, where does Scripture talk about how to do prayer? Well, jump on over to Matthew chapter 6, the Gospel mm-hmm. of Matthew chapter 6. And Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room, right. shut the door. Uh-huh. Pray to your father who sees in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Right. So right. basically, if we take that and begin to break it down, it's just answering the question, how do I construct a life that makes me a candidate for the voice of God? If that's what I really want, you right. don't have to want it. Right. Right? You can want other things. Right. But if you want that. Correct. And you believe that God has in, in his word – and in his way, made that invitation, and you want it, well, this is just how you would do it. Right. We've already talked about showing up, so I won't make a big deal about that. But Jesus doesn't, doesn't debate about prayer. He just says, when you pray. Correct. So he doesn't talk about, hey, you should you, pray. He doesn't say, if you or you, whatever. He said, when, when you pray, which right. means show up. Show up to pray. Right. We've already talked about that, so I won't belabor it. But when you pray, then he said uh, – Go into your room mm-hmm. and close the door. So I'm going to boil that down into this to say this. Every important relationship increases when it enjoys private exclusivity. So let's say Amen. it this way. Joe, if you and I, we're friends, right. but let's say we decided, hey, let's go, let's take a fishing trip. Let's right. go down to Florida. Let's take two days. Let's catch fish together. The likelihood that on the way down in the truck – that we would talk about something, and I would hear something from you that I otherwise right. would not have heard, right. came directly because I created private exclusivity in the relationship. This is exactly. what this is what Jesus was inviting us to with God. When you pray, right. go into your room, close the door. What does that mean? Nobody else invited. And again, 
you don't this could be your prayer closet, this could be your living room, but it could just be you going down the highway. The point is private exclusivity, not a, per, a certain no, prescription of how no, you're supposed to no put your distra- devotional life. No distractions, the TV's not running, uh, you are in a physical or virtual room with no distractions. Right. And, so, and you know, you, you get into any earthly relationship. Um, when you're having a one-on-one conversation with your wife, you want that to be private. Uh, how, do, how do you feel when somebody is talking to you and listening to uh, television or listening to the radio or listening to a song at the same time because right. they're not talking to you, because they're not 100% engaged with you? God is giving us that metaphor of a room uh, to let us know that he wants us to be talking to him totally not distracted. Yeah. So it's let me oversimplify it. When you get when you give God private exclusivity, he's likely to give you his voice. Amen. Just simple. So uh, then so Jesus said when you go into your room close the door and your father who is in secret. So I just want to notice I want you to notice right there that when Jesus came and he sought to to unveil who is God? What is he like? Right. The primary thing he used to demonstrate that was this idea of father. Right. It's not the first time that it showed up in scripture, but Jesus surrounded it, Correct. made a big deal of it. Even when he taught us to pray the Lord's prayer, our father Correct. So he used this, and what was he doing? I think he was showing one of the one of the things that's supposed to be the most familiar relationship, right, on earth would perhaps be a father, at least a good one, certainly. And he's saying that's the way God is supposed to be to you, who he's supposed to be to you. So your father who sees in secret. Now, what does that mean? That means in in this place where I have created private exclusivity with God, what am I now doing? I'm now uh, using relational familiarity to build uh, history with God. So here's the idea. God keeps himself. So God, this freaks some people out to say it this way, but I'll say it anyway. I didn't make it up. Uh, I I think it was A.W. Tozier, in fact, who said this. He said, God is a person. Sure. He's not a human. Right. He's a person. Right. And so, which means he keeps himself along the lines of personality engagement. So, if you're like wondering, well, how do you hear God? Just pause, take a time out, and analyze inside of yourself, going like, well, how does this work with a friend? How does this work with the spouse? There's a relational familiarity that begins to be formed. Like, you don't have to be looking to know your spouse walked into the room. Correct. Like, they could tiptoe in. You didn't hear them. You go like, wait a minute. Right. I sense something. And then if they speak, you go like, game over. I know that voice. Exactly. How did that happen? Right. It happened through hours of familiarity, personality. Uh, unfolding, yours to them, them to you, same thing happens with God. This is what Jesus is inviting when he says, go into your room, shut the door, your father who sees in secret. Right. And then lastly, I think we actually hit on this in the last episode, but I love this. Uh He says that the father who sees in secret will reward you. Well, here's the reward. That which you form with Jesus in private. Right gains momentum and maturity it's you right. could say like this dual dialogue forms in private when nobody else is around and when it gets strong enough mm-hmm. and robust enough it starts going public 
Yes. Now that which has been built in private, now I'm driving down to Kroger. Right. And the voice of the Lord breaks in. Right. And all of a sudden, I hear something. And somebody asked me literally this week, somebody said, hey, how do I know the difference between my voice and God's voice? And I said, that's a really great question. Right. I said, for me, it feels his voice is often like a spontaneous conversation. Yep. I agree. Like I'm riding to Kroger or whatever, and all of a sudden, boom, something gets said, and I go like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Right. That was not where my thoughts were, and if it, even if it was, I'm not sure I had that thought anywhere in me. I, that that happens to me personally, absolutely the very same way. I get answers. How do I know that it's God and not me? Because the answers that He gives me, I didn't have before. Right. And the longer you and and this is the the relational familiarity. The longer you abide in it. Correct. The more you learn to experience that initial, almost like a joy, a quiet whispered oh. joy, like you go, "Oh, wait a minute, that was you. That was you." Exactly. And then when you believe that, and then you lean into whatever was said, then the fruit will come out of it, and you go, "Like that was definitely you." And I tell you, there is no greater feeling in the world for me when the Lord speaks to me. I get a message from the Lord. I understand that that personal relationship is there, and it is unstoppable. It is amazing. Well, I there's and so there's two other pieces. Like I've spent a lot of time on that, so I'm gonna hit these really quick. Right. So I talked about the way, and that's that Matthew chapter six. Jesus said, "When you pray, go into your room, close the door." That's what we've been talking about. Sure. But uh, the truth, then, I would simply say this. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, live an open Bible life. Correct. Like, l- bring the Scriptures and give them a place in your life. Amen. Because out of them, as you invest, you will find His voice hovers around His Word, His Scriptures. Amen. And look, that's a journey for anybody. I get it. You're not like going to bust open the scripture first day you ever picked them up and go like, this is amazing. You're (laughs) probably going to go like, I don't even know what all this means. You know, like you have to, it's like any relationship. What does it require? Investment. 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 So that's the truth. And then lastly, and I listen, this is, this would, this could be a whole season of, uh, of podcasts on this topic. Right. But the, so you got the way, the truth, in the life, and I just want to make as big a deal as I can make about this as possible. The Holy Spirit is God's way. The Holy Spirit is God's presence. Amen. It is God's voice. And when I say it, I say it because he's not an it. He's a person. But I don't want to call him he or she necessarily. Like he's right. – well, there I just called him he. So there you go. He's, we'll call right. him he. Right. But like he's a person – and he is God's uh, – One, of the, I think I said this in the book – he is God's operating system. Correct. Now, that doesn't mean he's a system. He's still a person. But he's how God gets things done. That's how he gets to me. That's how he gets to me. He was given to tutor me, to train me, to lead me into encounters with God and know the ways of God, to bring to my mind and my memory the things that God is either saying or has said. Right. And so – and this is a big, big deal. Right. And it is – listen, I've been in church my whole life. Right. And this is wildly connected right. to who do you hang out with 
And where yeah. do you go to church? Uh-huh. And where have they put the Holy Spirit? Because in a uh-huh. lot of churches, you'll walk in, they've put him in a corner and told him to sit there, or they've just not even allowed him in the room. Exactly. And so exactly. if you take that posture with the Holy Spirit, throw the book away. This book sure. is not going to do you any good. Correct. Because Correct. you don't get anything from God except through the agency of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the good news. It's not some kind of like secret handshake, say the right motto. Right. It's very simple. Jesus said this. He said, if we're evil and we know how to give good gifts uh-huh. to each other, right. how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Amen. You just ask. And you go, like, wait a minute, I invited Jesus into my heart, and I said yes to him somewhere back in, 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 in church camp. Right. Like, didn't I get the Holy Spirit then? Well, here's what I would say. I would say that, yes, that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit when you said yes to Jesus, but the, but the operations right. of his person in your life is a daily receiving, inviting in ca- just like again, it's, just like marriage, like you said yes at the altar, but but happiness is through investment. Happiness and, is through investment, and forward momentum is through investment. It's the same as all relationships work. It's like there's it, no secrets here. Exactly. But for whatever reason, you know, the Holy Spirit got sort of relegated to a, a you know, like as a side attachment. Right. And this is a grave, grave, grave error in the pursuit of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, he is. He has been given to bring to life the things of God and Amen. the pursuit of God. And like, if if you're like making fun of somebody else who's heard the voice of God, but you have no priority of the Holy Spirit in your life, you don't have any basis for making fun of anybody. Exactly. You ignored your primary way of engaging and receiving anything from God. Amen. It's like if you had that computer you have in front of you, Joe. Like if it without a here's what I know. It's 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 without not, an operating system. It's a bunch of it's electronics. Nothing. It's a nothing that does nothing. It does nothing, and it's exactly the same way. How do we get anything from God's kingdom? Right. We get it through the Holy Spirit. Now, yes, by the Word and by personal engagement, all of it. It all conspires together. But they are three in one. And yes, you, you talk about Father, Son, Spirit. Yes, you can't have the package if it's not complete. That's right. And so. you don't. And, and and when we say they're three in one, that doesn't mean that you can just. You still have to reckon upon the role of exactly. the Holy Spirit, which He has an individual expression. Though again, we start getting in the Trinity, we'll get all tied up. But basically, right. it's Father, Son, and Spirit. It's three persons, one God. Right. But each of them, each of those persons have a specific role, and this is what we're really highlighting. Right. The Holy Spirit's role is to quicken the things of God and the voice of God into your life. You ignore Amen. him, you're not going to hear anything. Amen. So there it is. Amen. Buddy, another great week. Thank you so much for being here. And if uh, if a listener wants to uh, get the book, how do they do that? It's right on Amazon, Amazon.com. Just Perfect. search for Play and Chase with God. Excellent. Thank you very much, uh, Uncle Chris. We will uh, uh, be back together next week and, uh, and explore some more because there is more to it than just saying the words of a prayer. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe.